Chapter 5 Change of plans. I'm swinging by in about 20 minutes to pick you up. Good morning to you, too. Marianne kept her snark to herself. Ellie was... brisk? Brusque? Not in the mood to be fucked with, anyway. I'll wait outside. No gun. Me? I don't... No gun. It was late afternoon, overcast and chilly. Time for a quick refresh and a cup in her travel mug. She was chewing the last of her bagel when Ellie's ghost car cruised to a stop. She slid into the passenger seat, barely buckling in before Ellie was driving again. What's up? Ellie signaled and nosed her way onto the road. Marianne noticed how many speed demons eased off the gas when they recognized the ghost car for what it was. Missing people. Maybe dead. That's what you said. Yeah? That's what I know about it anyway. You're being straight with me? Yeah. She slouched down, watching the streets wash out in streaks of grey and silver. I don't lie about stuff like this. There's more to it, though. Yeah. I mean, if they aren't just, like, in a car accident. She didn't think they were in a car accident. It's just that there was no reason to bring up all of the weird if the missing were just normal murdered. I want to help. You know that. I've proved it. If I'm going to keep helping, you have to give me a heads up. Even dull cops might get suspicious if I say murder when their disappearance is, and vice versa. Sorry, I didn't really think of all that. Lucky I did. Really? Ellie smiled at her exasperated tone. Most people are found, one way or the other. Either they have a brush with the government, the police, or they make contact with someone they know. One or two will vanish for real. More than that, and you get rumors. In the police? Locals, first. So why aren't they found? If one dude is killing people, wouldn't it be easier than finding a bunch of dudes? Couple of reasons. First, victims are usually from marginalized communities. It's just how it is. How it's always been. You're from up north. How long have women been disappearing along the Yellowhead Highway? What now? Ellie glanced her way. Ah, well, I guess that's the other thing. Stories are passed around in these communities because there's not enough evidence for local yokels to act on it. Cops maybe don't believe them. They're tired of their missing people showing up once the binge is over. Whatever. So communities keep each other as safe as they can. Ethnic neighborhoods, gay neighborhoods, low-income and poor neighborhoods. If you aren't dialed into the community, you won't hear about it. She looked down at her painfully pale skin, exquisitely aware of how Ellie might be regarded, say, in her old high school. Also, if it's bad, really bad, it will turn into a circus. Bad like, she broke off. She didn't need to ask. Serial killer bad. Panic and press and crazies coming out of the woodwork. You don't seem surprised. What else would cause circuses? Liar. You expected it. The papers from Manchester had danced around the idea. She bet if they'd given him a cool name, she would have heard of him. Where are we going? I thought this was a downtown thing. Coquitlam. She glanced at Marianne while they waited for a light to change. No gun, right? No. Ellie nodded. This is a crime scene, okay? I can get you in, but you stay close to me and keep quiet. Keep out of their way. Don't touch anything. If anyone asks you anything, you let me handle it. What 
Kind of crime scene. Bodies turned up. Ellie parked on the edge of a knot of official vehicles, indifferent to traffic rules. Marianne got out and stretched. Partly the ride, partly the nerves. She wasn't sure if cops would ever not make her feel guilty. There were plenty of noises, and lights bouncing around the vehicles, flashing off the trees. No sirens, thank God. She hated sirens. She took a deep breath of fresh air. A sign declared that they were at Mundy Park, and its trees were doing a good job scrubbing the pollution. When you got out of the car exhaust clogging up the downtown, Vancouver started to feel a lot more like pictures said that it should. Ellie clipped a tag to her coat. Marianne tried to read it awkwardly. Some sort of ID. You're consulting for the Connaught Task Force. Cool. Don't say cool. It was the goddamn belts, she decided. Something about the chunky pouches cops wore. It was off-putting. There was no context where that much equipment meant good news. There had been questioning up in Prince, but she'd been on lots of painkillers. And shock. She'd been grateful for both, otherwise she probably would have come across as incredibly suspicious. It isn't even the guns, she thought. It's the pouches. She followed Ellie like a duckling through the hive of activity. The barriers, the scurrying, the commands rising above the hum of noise. It all reminded her of the night on the bridge, mostly. That had been a sort of a success. They'd gotten away with John, anyway. Unless... Hey, Ellie? Pharma, she said, softening her correction with a smile. Sorry, yeah. The night on the bridge... Are we all okay with that? Like, did we get... Noted? I did. Don't worry about it. You guys are good. My being there made sense. It was a pretty damn weird situation. I'm bound to draw the attention of one of us oddballs. So they're going to think this is an oddball situation, since you're here. Maybe. She paused. Marianne staggered to a graceless halt beside her. The task force knows that you're a person of interest to the work. They know you live with Ash. They know enough. The best you guys can do now is figure out how to handle that. Ellie had known the name of Ash's company even before they'd met in person. That meant the cops were digging into her carefully fake past. Yeah, Ellie said. Whatever you're thinking, it's probably in a file somewhere. She thought of Ash's constructed identities and marionette men. Fuck. As they continued toward the sounds of activity, she found herself shivering. At first she thought it was a storm cloud or something, but the sky remained uniformly silver-gray. When she pulled her hoodie closer around her, it didn't do anything. The cold was under her skin. What is this exactly? Her mind turned to the photos of the burnt-out building from Manchester. A patched-together lab and operating room. But like from a horror movie, not a medical drama. The park was a stretch of tamed wilderness dropped into a city. Dog started digging. His owner thought it was some kind of animal, but he saw a barrel, you know, and hair. You don't mistake human for animal for very long. It's... buried? A memory of the leech creatures flashed through her head. Half-gone bodies in that fucking hole. Breathing. It's a dumping ground. Not a murder scene. Oh. Gonna be okay? Probably. Just don't puke on the evidence. Mundy Park had the look of most civic parks she knew. It was hunting, fishing, camping, hiking country even in the cities. Maybe you couldn't get yourself a bull moose, 
but as long as the trees and trails gave the illusion of it, people seemed happy. This one had plenty of both, with some small pondish lakes and sports fields for good measure. There was gloom, too, and cover, if someone wanted to hide. They were directed to a place off-trail, but not so far off that a casually off-leash dog couldn't sniff something out. A bunch of guys in police jackets were carefully digging around a metal drum amidst the rubble of a collapsed bank. Two others were sitting out already, and a fourth had tipped over. She guessed it was the one the dog had found, because it was empty, and a body bag was on a stretcher. She stared at it, trying to imagine the shape of a body inside. The bank gave way, Ellie said, nodding to the tipped barrel. Marianne jerked her attention back to the cop. They got lucky. For a certain value of luck. I'd hate to not know what happened to someone, Marianne said. The cold pressed in, clammy and thick. It felt like when you were sick and hot and cold at the same time. Her gaze fixed on the spilled barrel. Something shivered in the ground around it, thick near the drum, fainter at the edges. A trail led to the stretcher, and again to the hole in the bank that the barrel had come from. A trail of fuzzy, shivery, something. The guys working on clearing the barrels out of the bank didn't notice. No one did, walking through it without missing a step. It fluttered like a disturbed cluster of flies, though, before settling again. Is it alive? What the fuck was it? The patch extended to just a few steps in front of her. There, and all around the edges, it got thin enough that it was better not to look directly at it. Something-something blind spots. She should have paid more attention during biology. Hey, are you cold? Yeah. It's miserable under these trees. Ellie glared up at them as though it were personal. She crouched down. The fuzzy shit was right along the ground, parting for grass and sticks. Not like water. Not like flies or dust. Not like anything. When she reached out, Ellie thrust a pair of gloves at her. I... Don't think it's the kind of thing that gloves will help. Keep up appearances, okay? I have a rep to maintain. She squatted down beside Marianne. You see something? Yeah, it's... She hesitated. Our kind of thing. So the cold is... Maybe just the weather. Her gloved fingertips barely touched the fuzz and her skin came alive, like a thousand ants running under her clothes, like worms under her skin, leaving filth behind. Ellie pulled her to her feet. The feeling turned into memory. She peeled off the gloves and straightened her jacket. You okay? Yep. Didn't think you could get any paler. Just me. Skipping the light fandango. She sighed when Ellie only blinked. Ash would have known the song. It wasn't like Prockle Harem was a niche act. The fuzzy shit wasn't spreading out any wider. It had mojoed as far as it was gonna. Maybe because whatever bad that had made it was over. You seen anything like it before? Only enough to get that it's our business. It's all... Everything has its own vibe, I guess. There's a lot of weird out there. Infinite, maybe, thinking of the endless black and white corridor that had nearly trapped her. Time, space, worlds. Ellie nodded. Do you think seeing the body can help with your... business? Fuck that. She knew she was going to have to be a grown-up about it, but instinct was instinct, and enough showed on her face that Ellie winced. It doesn't have to be right now. If you need time. Nah, better be now. 
Ellie didn't argue, eager for the chance, or trusting Marianne to know. Either way, it felt wrong to be considered the expert. This is what lying on a resume gets you. She took a deep breath and tried for a poker face. Ellie led the way to the stretcher. Marianne watched the fuzzy black shit stir at their feet, trying to ignore the feeling of crawling. Is this some kitty field trip now? A burly cop brushed past her with a sour expression, followed by his partner. Don't puke, kid. Strangely, she didn't actually feel like throwing up. Not like she did around the siren and stuff. That was some good news. Ellie's expression was practiced indifference. It couldn't have been easy, even just being a woman cop. Plus she was a woman of color. Plus she was young. Plus she was from some special task force. Gotta work on keeping my shit together, she thought. But then, it wasn't like she could control when her face turned colors. Could you open it, please? The coroner? Medical examiner? One of those guys. Carefully unzipped the bag. Breathe through your mouth, Ellie murmured. It helped. Kinda. Black fuzzy shit was thick in the bag, framing her face, making it look like she was moving. The woman in the bag. She was all... there. Sort of. Distorted by gravity and decay. Maybe First Nations? Or Asian? What the fuck do I know about it? But it was all there. Her face and long, black hair. Can I see more? Please? Her voice wasn't great, but when Ellie nodded, the medical guy opened the bag a little more. Someone had spent too long, too long, digging a knife into her body. Amidst the decay, she saw threads. He'd been at her long enough to sew her closed and open her again, alive and screaming. He must have been far away from anyone. Even if she was gagged, there would be noises, right? But he'd opened and closed her up more than once, and she'd screamed and screamed. Can you tell if she was tied up? Her voice was strung tight. Officially, you know I can't say anything. He was talking past her, to Ellie. Even if she'd been a real cop, Marianne didn't think she'd mind being overlooked. The more her mouth was open, the more it felt like the rot was climbing inside her. Unofficially. The bag was pulled back a little more. The woman's wrists were exposed down to the bone. She has a number of areas where the decay is more advanced. Wrists, ankles, knees. Where she was tied up. But the bits on her body. The killer did that, right? Not bugs. I'd say antemortem. Off the record. Were there still regular sorts of bugs? Gas and stuff. But the gas would be all gone by now. But the areas, the cuts, the whatever you wanted to call them, they were alive with the fuzzy black, blurring the line between the corruption and what mottled flesh was left. She was about to step back when it thinned. She frowned, seeing a kind of pattern beneath, painted in tar black. She put on a glove and swept her hand in the air above the body. Hey, what? There was a pause. What's she doing? She brushed the black stuff out of the way. Patterns. Symbols that she didn't know. Ellie touched her shoulder. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry about that. Sorry, she said to the medical guy, taking off the glove again. First time? He zipped up the bag with care. I don't want to make a habit of it. He did better than a lot of them. Ellie thanked him and herded Marianne along to a quiet spot. 
The crawling sensation faded. Did you see anything? It's our guy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I figure it is too. Ellie nodded toward the bank. The fuzzy shit was still there, and a few faint wisps that populated a lot of the city. You. What do you see? My sister. And she isn't alone. You can see their spirits? Like ghosts? Ellie winced. I don't think you should use the G word. They don't seem to like it. I told you that I started seeing my sister after she died. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. At first it was bad, but she's kind of a comfort now. She isn't at peace entirely, though, and I wish she could just rest. But it isn't just her. It's the first time that's happened. They aren't as clear as she is. The details are blurry. Are they dangerous? They're just... She waved her hand toward the hole in the bank. Just there. Standing. Well, they look like they're standing, but it isn't like I'm an expert. Can you talk to them? I've tried to talk to her. Sometimes her mouth moves. But if she's making any sounds, I can't hear them. Do you think you could ID them from pictures? It might help to know which ones are ours. I think so. It's worth a shot anyway. Marianne was happy to put the sight behind her, rubbing her arms to get rid of the feeling of corruption. How did he bury them? This is a public park. How could you miss someone burying barrels? I'll take a look. There might have been some work done. You can get away with a lot when you look like you belong. That's really fucking brazen. It's a lot easier to get away with things when you are. Marianne considered. Yeah, bluffing and lying should be compulsory subjects in high school. Thanks, but I think we have enough work without training a new generation. Oh, shit, sorry. It's weird hanging out with a cop. I think you'd make a good one, you know. What's with the slander? They had reached the car. Ellie regarded her over the roof. There was no sign of her having seen spirits. That was pretty fucked up. She didn't have anyone like Ash to tell her that the shit that she was seeing was real. And it was her own sister she had to see. She just had to pretend like nothing was there. Otherwise, she'd be treated like she was crazy. What you and Ash are doing is important. But over the long haul, you have to think about your future. What will you do when your quest is over? That sounded pretty optimistic. When? But that was the hope, right? There had to be an end. Kept woman. Ellie cracked a grin and they got into the car. You're taking university classes, right? Sure. I don't want to be a boring kept woman. If you were satisfied with that, you guys would be on the Riviera or something. Just keep it in mind. Chasing down bad guys seems to be your thing.